0: Hi, and welcome back. This will be for Isaiah chapter 8. Isaiah presents three images of Jesus Christ that have special meaning for us today water, temple, and light. First, Jesus is as essential to our spiritual salvation as water is to our physical salvation. That is to say, without water we will die physically, and without Christ we will die spiritually. Second, we will find peace and comfort in Jesus Christ if we permit him to be our temple, the focus of our worship, our cornerstone, the chief part of the building, and our sure foundation where we can find sure footing. Third, as we walk through mortality, which is like passing in the shadow or in darkness, we receive great hope, comfort, and joy when we accept Jesus as our great light. That was uh, understanding Isaiah. Verse 1 Moreover, the word of the Lord said unto me, Take thee a great roll and write in it with a man's pen concerning Mahashar, Mahar, Shalaz, Hashbaz. And that, and that means to speed, spoil, hasten, plunder. Israel will be destroyed quickly. And I took unto me faithful witnesses to record Uriah the priest and Zechariah the son of Jeberechiah. And I went unto the prophetess, similar to the Virgin Mary, and she conceived and bare a son. Then said the Lord to me, Call his name mahershalal Shala, Hashbaz. He is a type of Christ. The name means swift is the booty, speedy is the prey. Verse 4, For behold, the child shall not have knowledge to cry, my father and my mother. In other words, about two or three years. In other words, about the time a child begins to speak. Before the riches of Damascus and the spoil of Samaria shall be taken away before the king of Assyria. This prophecy means that before two or three years, the invasion of Assyria will occur. Verse 5, the Lord spake also again unto me, saying, Isaiah is talking about two types of water, the soft rolling waters of Shiloh, located near the temple mount of Jerusalem, and the waters of the Euphrates, a great river that often floods out of control. The waters of Shiloh, are controlled and inviting, whereas the Euphrates is dangerous and destructive. The waters of Shaloa bring life to those who drink them. The Euphrates brings death to those who are swept away in its flood. Isaiah's images of the two waters are symbolic. The former represents Jesus, the king of heaven, who is likened to the waters of life. The latter is the king of Assyria, who leads his great destructive armies and cover the earth like a flood and destroy the inhabitants thereof. Again, that was understanding Isaiah. Verse 6, Forasmuch as this people refuseth the waters of Shaloah, he to whom it belongs, that go softly and rejoice in Rezin or king of Syria, and Ramalia's son, Pekah, king of Israel. Now therefore, behold, the Lord bringeth up upon them the waters of the river Euphrates, strong and many, even the king of Assyria and all his glory, and he shall come up over all his channels and go over all his banks, and he shall pass through Judah. He shall overflow and go over the, and go over. He shall reach even to the neck, and the stretching out of his wings shall fill the breadth of the, thy land, O Emmanuel. You can see that the water is going to be so high that uh, it'll be over their necks. In other words, the overrun of the armies. Associate yourselves, O ye people, and ye shall be broken in pieces, and give ear all ye of far countries and yourselves, and ye shall be broken in pieces. Gird yourselves, and ye shall be broken in pieces. Although the inhabitants of the world attempt to protect themselves with temporal weapons, they will be destroyed or broken in pieces. The twice-repeated phrase is probably the result of a scribal error. The repetition is not found in the Isaiah scroll of the Dead Sea Scrolls. Verse 10, Take counsel together, and it shall come to naught. Speak the word, and it shall not stand, for God is with us. For the Lord spake thus thus to me with a strong hand. A strong hand means a strong handshake, or with power. This statement describes a close personal relationship between the Lord and his prophet. And instructed me that I should not walk in the way of his people, saying, Say ye not a confederacy to all to whom his pe- this people shall say, A confederacy neither fear ye they their fear nor be afraid sanctify the Lord of hosts himself the literal translation from the hebrew text reads make him a temple the Lord of hosts meaning let the Lord be your temple your place of holiness and let him be your fear and let him be your dread and he shall be for a sanctuary, for a stone or of stumbling, and for a, stu- uh, for a rock of offense to both the houses of Israel for a jinn and a snare for the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Because Israel would reject the Messiah, they shall have troubles. Elder Maxwell said, A stumbling block is defined as involving something repugnant to one's prejudices. A stumbling-block of the Jews of Jesus' day, for instance, was their expectations about what the Messiah would do, such as emancipating them politically to them, Jesus was not an emancipator, and his death was an unfulfilling stumbling-block. This irony has had been prophesied the Greeks, on the other hand, regarded the whole the whole idea of a resurrecting Messiah as foolishness. Verse 15, and many among them shall shall stumble and fall and be broken and be snared and be taken. To bind up the testimony, seal the law among my disciples. These actions fit into a divine sequence. The saints must first receive their endowments, then warn the, the world's inhabitants of God's coming judgments, which will be followed by the binding up of the testimony and the sealing of the law. Finally, the judgments of God will come after the Lord's people have testified to and warned the nations. They will figuratively bind or tie up or shut up their testimonies and affix a seal to the law of God. I wonder if that's the uh, proclamation that was, just, uh, that was sent out a while back uh, on the restoration of the gospel that was sent to all the world, uh, that they've sent forth um, their testimony. Verse 17, And I will wait upon the Lord, be patient, that hideth his face from the house of Jacob, and I will look for him. The literal translation reads, I will hope for him. President Kimball said, Being human, we would expel from our lives physical pain and mental anguish and assure ourselves of continual ease and comfort. But if we were to close the doors upon sorrow and distress, we might be excluding our greatest friends and benefactors. Suffering can make saints of people as they learn patience, long-suffering, and self-mastery. The sufferings of our Lord of our Savior were, put, were, put, were part of his education. Elder Maxwell said, Since the Lord wants a people tried in all things, how specifically will, he, will we be tried? He tells us, I will try the faith and the patience of my people. Since faith in the timing of the Lord shall uh, may be tried, let us learn to say not only thy will be done, but patiently also thy timing be done. Verse 18, Behold, I and the children whom the Lord hath given me are for signs and for wonders in Israel, From the Lord of hosts, which dwelleth in Mount Zion. Isaiah and his family are the signs to Israel. Israel will be destroyed, but later will be restored. Verse 19, And when they shall say unto you, Seek unto them that have familiar spirits, and unto wizards that peep, or whisper, and mutter, should not a people seek unto their God for the living, to hear from the dead." Orson F. Whitney said, To those in quest of spiritual light, this word of counsel, seek it only in the Lord's appointed way. Follow the advice of the Apostle James and the example of Joseph the prophet. Never go upon the devil's ground. Keep away from all deceptive influence. One may believe in hypnotism without being a hypnotist, without surrendering one's will to the will of the person exercising that power, a very dangerous power when wielded by an unprincipled possessor. In like manner, one may believe spiritualism real without becoming a spiritualist, without attending seances, without consulting mediums, without putting Trust in planchettes, Ouija boards, automatic pencils, false impersonations, or in any way encouraging the advances of designing spirits, who thus gain an ascendancy over their victims, leading them into mazes of delusion and often into depths of despair. Go not after them, and if they come to you, put them to the test. Try the spirits. If they speak not according to revealed truth, if they conform not to divine standards, it is because there is no light in them. Verse 20, "...to the law and to the testimony, and if they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. The Spirit of the Lord was withdrawn from them, and they shall pass through it hardly bested or situated, or other words, poorly situated or homeless." and hungry. And it shall come to pass that when they shall be hungry, they shall fret themselves and curse their king and their God and look upward. And they shall look unto the earth and behold trouble and darkness, dimness of anguish, and shall be driven to darkness. Uh, So that's the end of the chapter, and we'll see you next time. Bye.